This episode of The Spotlight is brought to you by our generous patrons over at patreon.com forward slash 878survivorfm and they are our $10 supporters, Scalespeeder Gaming, Dick Donovan and Kenny Baker and our two $25 supporters, Jake Snow and twitch.tv forward slash redfreedom3739. Thank you all so, so much for your support and we hope you enjoy the interview. And we are live in 5, 4, 3, 2... One, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, we are here with the spotlight, and we are joined by Martin Bauer from Taviana the Origins. Martin, how are you doing today, mate? Good. How are you? <clears throat> Better now that I got my mic working. I set up a uh, a new scene, and it looks like a few things aren't um, working uh, on the uh, stream deck. But that's more down to the fact that I'm a bit of a boomer than anything else, um, mate. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Um, for those who don't know, oh mate, uh, I'm honoured that um, people like yourself uh, decide to come on the show. Uh, but I've been following um, Taviana the Origins uh, for a while now, not as close as I would have liked to, but um, it, it seems it's barely a week goes past with um, the Daisy podcast that I do where someone doesn't mention the Taviana map. It's got such a um big place in the hearts of so many daisy mod players absolutely what can i say it's a great map and the fact that people still talk about it and and want to see it either in daisy or or in tavina the origins is great because that just means there's a lot of demand for the map people like it and yeah i'm really honored to have been able to create a map that that's in so many people's hearts but before we get into that, mate, um, I always like to you know, find out a little bit more about my uh, guests and all the rest of it. So t- tell us a bit about yourself, mate. Well, my name is Martin. Um, I'm the lead designer of Taviana The Origins. I was also the lead designer of Origins Mod for Armor 2. I also made Taviana Island before Daisy and all these mods started coming up. And I'm 28 years old. Uh, I was born in the Czech Republic. I moved to Canada when I was like six years old, I think. Mm-hmm. I lived there until I was about 10. Then we moved to to London, England, where I kind of grew up. And now I'm back in the Czech Republic, so I guess I made a full 360. <laughs> <laughs> and what about um, gaming? How long have you been uh, gaming for? Oh, forever. I don't even know when I started. You know, I, I, I first got into computers when... When we were in Canada, we were walking down the street this one evening and there was a computer just laying there on these rubbish bags or garbage bags, as they call them there. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen that before in my life. So I said to my parents, hey, like, what's that? My dad thought it's some kind of old TV or something. But my mom had attended a computer course at a job center here in the Czech Republic before we moved there, which is like it's like a government office when you don't when you're not employed you can go there to get like training courses and stuff because she was on maternity leave with me which was like four years back in the day now it's like six months but mm-hmm. yeah she she done a computer course and she said that's a computer so i kind of bugged my parents to bring it home my dad was like i don't want to bring all this trash home but i persuaded him he brought it home we turned it on it was some kind of old ibm 386 or 486 uh flipped the switch on we saw a black screen with the MS-DOS. It's a C colon backslash, and we didn't know what to do. Then my mom <laughs> remembered you have to type in W-I-N, so we typed in W-I-N, and then you had the classic old 
green startup image with Windows 3.11 for work groups. And yep. yeah, that was the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life because I've always been interested in mechanics. I always used to bug my parents to take me to the train station to look at trains and stuff like that. And yeah, I was hooked on it from then. <laughs> so you found a computer in the trash, took it home, and it still worked. Oh yeah. wow, that's well, that's, that's bizarre. I also had a Macintosh Classic. Yep. And I used to play billiards on it, and Prince of Persia, and all these games. So what got you into coding and map making and stuff like that? Well, I wasn't really into coding. I was more into making models. I've always kind of had an artistic side too. I used to draw since since ever I can remember. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I downloaded, well, I didn't download, I, I bought, this was, when was it? This was in like 2002, my, or 2000, I don't know the exact year it was, but I went shopping with my mom, and this was in London, England. We went to a supermarket called Safeway. Yep. And they had like this rack with these old cheap games behind the cash tills, and there was a game called Operation Flashpoint, and for some reason, yes. I just wa- just wanted to buy that game, so, so I persuaded my mom to, to buy it for me, she <clears> wanted <throat> to buy it, but th- they wouldn't let me because it was 18 plus, and I was like 12 years old at the time. Yep. So th- then my mom said, I'm going to buy it for myself, and she, she bought it for me, and yeah, yeah I just got hooked on the game, and... I didn't have internet at the time, so I used to go to internet cafes in London. You pay them like 50 pence, and they let you use the internet for like half an hour. And I found that you can download add-ons for, for this game, like all kinds of cars and maps. And so I used to go there with floppy disks. This was even before USB sticks became a thing. Yep. And I download these add-ons on floppy disks, take them home, and put them in the game. Then I, then I realized you can also download tools. What was it called? Oxygen something. It was a program that you can model in. So I downloaded that and I started making my own models, started making my own maps, and I just kind of got hooked on it because, you know, London's kind of a big city. It's always raining. There's not much to do mm-hmm. besides sitting at home. I mean, the, like the only thing young people do is like they, they roam the streets and binge drink or just <laughs> if, if they're from a wealthier family, maybe they're in some football club or something like that. I wasn't really too much into binge drinking, so I kind of just stayed home and made add-ons for Operation Flashpoint. Yep. And then when Arma 2 came out, I moved to Arma 2, and until I ended up where I am today. Nice. So, Taviana is a definite fan favorite, like we said. Um, What was the story behind the making of the original map? What, What prompted you to do that? Sure, really. I just, I just wanted to make a map, and I've always been, mis- I've always been missing that urban kind of aspect to, to maps in in Operation Flashpoint and Arma. In Operation Flashpoint, there were no urban cities; there were just little villages. Yep. In Arma Two, they added Chernoros that had like one or two cities, but it was still missing those concrete Soviet apartment blocks. And I, I just wanted to create a. Um, kind of Soviet urban island because that, that's the environment I grew up in. Those were my memories of the Czech Republic when I was a little kid, like five years old. So I, I guess I just wanted to recreate that out of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and how many people were in the team back then? It was just me. It was just me. Yep. That must have been a massive undertaking because what, it's 625 square kilometers? Yeah, I didn't do it all in one go. It took a couple of years to do it. Yep. I'd 
work on it when I got home from school. Sometimes I wouldn't work on it. Sometimes I would whenever I felt like it. And it just kind of ended up becoming Taviana. I didn't expect it to become such a huge map and to be in so many people's hearts, but it kind of did. So we'll probably start with um, why you've decided to uh, go out on your own and make a game around the map. Well, I guess it's always been our dream to, to make our own game because all of us are gamers and we've always bought other people's games. So naturally, you also want to make your own game at some point. Mm-hmm. And when we were working on Origins Mod, we initially anticipated that since Daisy is going to become a standalone game, and since Origins Mod was like the biggest, the second biggest um, survival mod at the time, that they would want to team up with us or hire us to kind of help them out in Daisy because we had a lot of cool things in Origins Mod that a lot of people liked. We had a base building, and you could arm your cars and change change the colors of your cars and stuff. So we thought. Perhaps we will get we'll get the call from Bohemia to participate in Daisy. We we never got that call, so I guess we we just said, well, we we got this far, so let's just make our own game. Did you use attempt so to reach out to them at all? No, we didn't attempt to reach out to them mm-hmm. because at the time, I don't know. I was like nineteen years old at the time, and. Yep. Nobody in my family was ever like a businessman. I didn't even know that you can reach out to big companies like that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Because I, I do uh, probably, uh, this is a good segue into a question that I was going to ask later, but I do uh, wonder, um, um, have you rethinked your inks um, with the, uh, looks like the success of the uh, community DLC Prairie Fire on Armour 3? Honestly, I, I, I know nothing about that DLC. I haven't been in the armor world for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. But I didn't rethink anything because there was really nothing to rethink. It's not like there were lawyers from Bohemia knocking on our doors yep. saying you need to sign these papers. Nobody offered anything to us except in... I think this was like two years after we already got started with the game. Some Somebody from Bohemia did contact me and I don't want to make public or private conversations but what i can say is they they were in they were interested in me personally porting the map over to daisy but there was really no mention of making like a dlc or even getting paid for it in any way and by then me and me and my friends were already making our standalone games so i'm not gonna you know, say, hey guys, you know what? I'm just going to pour my map today. Even if they did offer money, I, I wouldn't accept that deal because I'm not going to say to my friends that I already promised to work on a game of, hey guys, I'm just going to go off to Bohemia, do my own thing, and well, yeah. good luck, you know? Yeah. So That's... unfortunately, if they did want to do a DLC, the, the call it came in too late. Which again, they, they didn't mention they want to do a DLC or anything like that, so. Uh, what could have been, what could have been, what could have been if they'd only reached out in the early days? Because I know that's um, a big sticking point with a lot of people is they're upset that um, the game hasn't come across to DayZ standalone. Yeah, you know, I'm qu- quite surprised that they didn't because if I was at the helm of DayZ, I would have probably reached out since we were the second largest mod and I think it could have been maybe even bigger than it is now. But 
who am I to judge? We, I guess that wasn't their vision for the game, and mm -hmm. they're still very successful. Yeah. I, I think our game is going to be pretty successful too. And yeah, I read some of the comments that people posted on your Reddit, and, and it's just intriguing how people come up with these theories. Somebody once told me a saying, uh, it goes kind of like this, a chicken lays an egg on one end of the village, and by the time the news reaches the other end of the village, a black cat gave birth to a swan. <laughs> if that makes any sense. So it's kind of like Chinese whispers, you know, somebody says something on the internet, and then, uh, then people think, oh, you missed your opportunity to make a DLC, and it, it, just, it just didn't go down like that at all. I'm just bringing up um, <clears throat> what you were referring to because you guys have copped some absolutely unbelievable hate from some people. Well, yeah, it's the internet, you know, it's not really regulated by anybody, but I'd say most people have been very respectful, they've been very nice. There are a few bad apples, but what can you do? That's just life. You just have to get on with it. And by the way, in regards to DLCs, I think it's worth mentioning that Bohemia Interactive's DL content DLC, oh, excuse me, what's it called? Not creator content DLCs or whatever it's called. Yeah, Basically, community DLC. Community DLC, that's right. That only came about in quarter one of 2019, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. And we, we started our game in, we announced it in 2018. So the ability to even make community DLCs for Arma 3 came about a year later from when we started. So I think it's worth for people to do some critical thinking and a little bit of fact checking before they believe all these rumors on online that we you know, didn't want to work in Bohemia or whatever. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> so, we, we've addressed that elephant in the room, so let's let's focus a bit more on the positives about the game. Um, but one thing before we get there, um, there's, there's a lot of people out there who talk about with this whole survival horror zombie genre that has played out. What are your thoughts on this? You know, I don't think it's played out at all. No, I don't either. But there's a lot of people who do say that, and it's obviously a big risk to, you know, go and make another game in a in a genre that is pretty niche, uh, and dominated clearly by Daisy Standalone. And yeah, you know, we've got Scum, which is also being made on the Unreal Engine, um, slowly starting to wake up from a slumber as well. Well, I think people get that kind of vibe because, well, I haven't really played all the all the survival games out there. I've been just focusing on our game. Yep. But the impression that I get is that all these survival games, they're really kind of about the same thing. They don't really differentiate too much. Yep. And I think that's why people get that kind of feeling that it's all played out. It's because they're just not different enough. And I think that our game with the base building and with the vehicle customization and with the map is going to be so different that it's just going to inject some fresh energy into this into this genre and i think people are gonna like it is the full 625 kilometer map gonna be in your game no not not in the initial early access release only the small island is going to be mm -hmm. be there I, I don't know exactly how many square kilometers it is but it's pretty big it's pretty big it's even bigger than some some of the full maps in in the competing survival games 
it's going to be very, very interesting uh, to see where you go with it. Uh, just because, <clears throat> like, um, DayZ has base building, but it's it's honestly not the greatest. Some of the mods aren't too bad. Um, Scum has um, a pretty damn good um, set of uh, base building uh, from log cabins to the walls and that. So I'm very, very interested to see where you guys go with that because I know for a lot of people that's not a big part of um, their, you know, their, their DayZ experience. Um, you know, there are some who even say that base building ruins the game. Uh, but for a lot of people, it's an essential part of the game. So is that going to be something that people are going to be able to you know, turn on or off on their servers? They're not able to turn it on and off. Base building is always going to be a part of our game. But, yep. you know, base building is one of those things where people are polarized into two camps. Some people love it, some people hate it. But yes. our players in Origins mod absolutely loved it. I think we had a great system. I think we had the best system in all the mods. And now in Unreal Engine 4, our hands aren't, aren't as tied back as they were in Arma 2. And I think, we can, I think we can build upon that. We can improve it, and it's going to be even better than it was. And I think people are going to love it. I can't really say too much about it because that's one of our main features, and I don't want to give, give away too much of that. No, 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 that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm just going to play the trailer in the background um, while we continue talking. Um, so people can see well, that. If you would remind me going back to to the whole DLC thing, I think it's worth mentioning that at the time when we got when we got started with our game, I was quite young myself, and our lead programmer Alex, he's he's a little bit older than me, but for, I, I can only speak for myself. Even if we did end up working with Bohemia, I think I was too young and immature to 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 lead a team like that basically mm -hmm. because we'd be working with these old timers that have that have maybe 10 years 20 years of experience in, yep. in games and business and i don't i just think i wouldn't have been able to handle that the way i'd like that i probably would have gone the way of steve jobs getting fired from my own company you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think being able to take it slower as a startup and being able to go through everything by ourselves and learn how business works, learn how game design works, is a lot more beneficial for us than that, or than it, than it would have been to make a DLC with Bohemia. Because when you're in a startup, you're not, as, you're not under such pressure as you would be in a big company like that because Bohemia is a joint stock company and they have certain obligations to meet deadlines and financial goals for their shareholders. Yep. And they just wouldn't put up with... You know, like a 25-year-old that doesn't know what he's doing. So I think that's worth keeping in mind, too. Has much changed um, with the game from the original trailer that you uh, put out? A ton has changed. We're actually working on re re reworking the trailer because pretty much everything has changed. We've been working a lot on improving the graphics. That's, mm -hmm. that's another thing that we kind of had to learn as we go along because we came from modding. None of us was a professional model or a professional game designer. So we've had to kind of learn how all that is done in the industry. And to be frank, some of our first models weren't the best. We've improved them. And I think it's worth remaking the trailer so it better represents the game as it is now than... Couldn't agree more. I think that'd be great to see. Because in, in preparation for this, I went through and I watched every single video on your YouTube channel um, just to get a good feel for it. Um, yeah, 
there's, there's no denying I'm a Daisy fanboy. Um, I'm also a Scum fanboy. Uh, but one of the things uh, that intrigues me or interests me the most is uh, new models. Uh, it's probably one of the weaknesses of um, Daisy Standalone is the same, you know, couple of dozen models get reused over and over and over again. So new buildings to explore. Um, I never got to play Taviana the Origins. You know, I've always said um, uh, I've only got a handful of hours in the mod. Uh, and all of those were on Chernerus. So that's another aspect for me that's a winner is a new map. You know, it's one of the reasons why I'm enjoying Scum so much. It's a new map that I don't know. Like just the other day I found the new base that I never even knew existed. Because um, I'm playing it on a um, server with no in-game map, so I can't just easily see everything um, around the um, uh, the map and that. So that's that's a big plus for me with Taviana, is a map the size of Taviana. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, you're definitely right. Yeah, it, it's the novelty of it all. Mm-hmm. To, to be completely honest, I wasn't too much into the Daisy standalone myself because it's just Chernarus that I've already seen a billion times, just repurposed. I have played on it. They did add some nice new buildings. It looks a lot better, but the, the novelty is missing. For me, at least. So. And I think it's going to be interesting for people to see that, to see how we've reworked Taviana because they remember it from the, from the old days of Arma 2, and now it's it's going to be familiar but different at the same time. Yeah, I think that's going to be very interesting. <clears throat> it is a bit of a weakness, I think, um, for um, Daisy Standalone, the lack of maps. But yeah, that's that's possibly going to be something that you'll face with your game as well. Uh, that said, a map, you know, six hundred kilometers. Um, is that your goal for the full release of the game to have the full map um, done? Yep, it is. Yep, that's going to be exciting. A six hundred. And that 25 kilometer square map like when i was watching the video and you said that figure i almost choked i was like are you for real um i'm gonna jump ahead to a, a question here we'll come back to the law one that excited me but it also worried me a bit as well like i'm, I'm like i said i'm playing scum and scum's on the unreal engine as well i believe and it works beautifully on Scum, but Scum's a bit smaller than Daisy, from what I understand. I think it's a hundred and something square kilometers. Um, but you've got some big city, or you've got a big city on Taviana as well. Um, now, in Sambora, the city on Scum, the frame rate tanks. How are you guys finding Unreal Engine to work on? Particularly thinking of a six hundred square kilometer map, is is that engine going to be able to handle that? Um, well, making big maps in game engines has always been difficult, and yep. my hats really go off to Bohemia because they had these massive maps back in like 2000 and 1999 in Operation Flashpoint. And the reason big maps are difficult to work with because there's a floating point issue in in computers. So the further you go away from the center of the map, the coordinates are calculated incorrectly, and things like weapons in your hands start to shake and Things like that, but generally, I don't think working with big maps in Unreal Engine is all that difficult. It's a little bit different than Arma because in Arma, the the entire map is loaded at once, whereas in Unreal Engine, you have to do something called world streaming, where you divide the map into smaller segments. But apart from that, I haven't run into any major issues with that. 
And in regards to the performance you mentioned in large cities, I've never played Scum, so I don't know what their performance is like, but mm -hmm. we've had performance issues in big cities in Origins mod because when we were working on the mod, we didn't really understand video game optimization and things like that. And we got that feedback from our users. So already when we were starting Tavian and Origins, optimization was a key sticking point for us. And we've always kept that in mind. We've always done everything that we can to optimize the game. And we still are. We still have to optimize some shaders and still like some things like that, which we're working on and which we're going to keep people updated with in later videos. But yeah, our performance <clears throat> is pretty good in, in big cities. How, how interactive is the world going to be? Like um, in watching some of the gameplay videos, um, I can see you can interact with some lockers and... Uh, yeah, we're watching a video again at the moment with um, there's barrels and crates and are they, are they go all go? Is the plan to have all of those items that can be searched? Well, we had a question, or we done a poll like that on our Discord, and it turns out what we need is a balance because yes, I'm glad. People, I'm glad you went with that. Yeah, people mm -hmm. like searching openable yes. things like drawers and stuff, but if you have to do it too much, it, it gets a bit repetitive. So some things are already going to be open. Some things are just going to be lying around in the open. Mm -hmm. And some things will be hidden in cupboards and drawers. Yep. No, I did like that. Um, I, I remember seeing that there, and I saw that most of the comments were people saying, no, we'd like a mix, you know, to be able to search some items. And I like that there's animations, you know, the drawers slide open and things like that. Just adds a little bit to uh, immersion factor when you're in the game. Definitely a win. Definitely a win for me. Um, when it comes to the lore of the um, game, now it's a weakness in my opinion of Daisy Standalone um, that you know, there is lore for Daisy Standalone, but most people don't know it. Most people don't know that the zombies aren't actually zombies. They're infected with rage virus. and um, It seems like you're going to be going a different path with that, with um, a lot more lore. Um, surrounding it because that's how the original game was made as well with a bit of lore so what's your plans around uh, introducing people to the lore of the game well I'm quite surprised that you said there's a lore in DayZ because I was unaware of any lore until pretty much now when you said I, I had no idea zombies were infected with rage virus I, that's the problem <laughs> yeah I'm not sure what to say but yeah our lore is, <clears throat> the, the lore is or what we found is that the lore is very important to players. Even since the beginnings of Origins Mod, people would say to us, we, we love the lore, we love that you have a lore. So that's also something we kept in mind. And our lore is basically this. The Soviet Union was trying to create a vaccine that would alter people's DNA in such a way that they, they wouldn't be affected by viruses and it would just make them healthier, more stronger human beings that could work longer, they could they could fight better, and they, they could just be superior to all the other nations in the world. And the way they wanted to achieve that was with a, with a retrovirus. I'm not sure if you know what, what those are, but those are kind of like HIV, meaning the virus has to infect... The, the virus doesn't multiply on itself, it has to infect a cell, it kind of changes that cell's DNA and uses it to reproduce. Mm-hmm. So, so their thought was, if we create a virus that could be 
essentially beneficial. It could invade the cells and change the DNA, remove some bad bits of the DNA, essentially leave the cell improved or in a more improved state than it was when it first got infected. And they did that on Taviana because it's a remote republic of the Soviet Union and it's an island, so if something went wrong, then, well, it wouldn't quickly spread it to the other neighboring regions. And the man assigned to this project was Dr. Ivan. Not much is known about him, just, just that he was Dr. Ivan. And he worked on this in a lab under the capital city called Sabina. And eventually something went wrong with the virus. It didn't quite work out the way they wanted to, and he got infected with it. And what, what ended up happening is the, the cells didn't get improved. They, they stopped multiplying. And yep. so eventually people essentially die and they become living zombies. So the cells will start multiplying and just start dying off and they start rotting and turning into zombies. And so the rich people or the ruling class of that Republic of Tavianas saw what's happening. They escaped uh, to a Air Force base called Sector B, which is a man-made Air Force base about two kilometers off the coast of Taviana. They built a big wall. They're guarded by the world's finest mercenaries. Uh, the highest ranking person on the island is Mayor George. He, he was like the leader of that island. Yep. And your goal is to survive and hopefully get to the island where you can find all kinds of special loot that you wouldn't be able to find on the main island. You know, try to build a house and just try like to survive that. as long as possible. I like that. That's 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 interesting to me. Um, and is there going to be you know, bits of information you can find throughout the world? Uh, like I've seen uh, Sumrak with his Nemolsk um, mod that he just released for DayZ. There's little packets of information you can find, little folders that tell you the story. Is there going to be things like that throughout the world in Taviana? Yeah, we'll definitely scatter some clues and some some folders, as you mentioned, some documents to kind of allude to what was going on yep i think that'll be interesting i think that's a good idea so what about with the um ai of the game um you mentioned you know uh, dr ivan and uh mayor george and um how are they going to be implemented what do you mean how they're going to be implemented like is that going to be someone that you can kill in the game say mayor george and try to take his position um, or is it not going to be that in-depth in that aspect? The AI is going to be like proper AI. You can kill them. The, the, the mercenaries are going to have weapons. They're going to shoot at you when, you when you land on Sector B and try to storm it. Their mission is to prevent anybody from, from the rest of the islands from getting them. Mm -hmm. And if you kill them all and you get to Mayor George, who's hiding at some location, at a random location on the island, you can also kill him and get like a golden revolver, golden Kalichnikov weapon from him. And his watch? Special houses. Yep, his watch too. <laughs> I did see that comment on a video. That should be endgame loot. Get the watch. His lovely Rolex. I did like that video and the, the, the background music you had for... Uh, I'll see if I can bring up that video um, where you introduce uh, Mayor George. Um, oh. Although we haven't implemented a watch yet, hopefully we'll do that at some point in the future. It would be nice to have the watch appear on the player. It, what, what we initially wanted was, was the watch to just appear when you press T to see the time, but nobody else can see it. 
But if it actually appeared on your hand in game, that would be super cool. <clears throat> Just letting the video roll in the background there. Good old classic T pose. <laughs> I should have probably played an animation there. <clears throat> so, how many players per uh, server are you looking at being able to manage? Hopefully, the same as we had in Armor or exceed that, but I can't really elaborate on that because we haven't begun testing with the patrons yet. Yep. Or the beta testers, so I don't want to say some kind of number that we can achieve later on. Smart man. We'll Smart man. Give them as little as possible to come back at you and say, you said this and you didn't achieve it. You suck. Well, I don't want to get people's hopes up and then it ends up being half of what we promised. Yep. Oh. Wrong document. There we go. Um, so how many people have you got working um, on the game right now? Six people working on it, including me. Yep. Imagine you'd oh, love to have ten times that amount. But... Five people and a panda. Five people and a panda. <laughs> well, you know, finding people is the hardest part, and having a lot of people isn't always the best. I mean, it's... It's better to have one high-quality person than, than three people that aren't really interested and, you know, you have to manage them all the time. What you want is high-quality people that kind of see the vision and they become self-managing. You don't really have to, like, yeah. they know what to do and they'll go do it themselves. You don't have to manage them. One person like that can be better than three or four people that aren't like that. Mm-hmm. Now, we did have um, a few of your questions, um, or when I say a few, we had a lot of your questions. Um, uh, one person in particular gave us a massive list of um, questions. Give me one sec, just let me bring them up. Um, <clears throat> so are there any plans for farming, like uh, building or um, a garden or breeding rabbits and chicken? At the moment, we don't have anything like that implemented, and maybe we will in the future. We've kind of toyed with that idea in Origins Mod, but we'll have to see how how people play the game, essentially, if, if there's a need for that or if there is no need for that. So I think we'll, we'll decide as we go along, as we release the early access and see how people play the game, then... I would say I would love it. Um... You know, but you have to keep in mind that if you have farming, then... There's, that's going to be a big disbalance towards the looting system because yeah. you essentially you don't have to loot for food anymore. You could just exist indefinitely in your house. Mm -hmm. So that's something that has to be kept in mind and that's something that we have to decide on. That could be a game maker or a deal breaker. Um, Washbar also asks, uh, can I change the color of my weapon and can I put uh, gilly gun wraps on it? Yep, we'll have player customization. Nice. Well, we have player customization too, but weapon, excuse me. You asked about weapons. Yep. Uh, any plans for fishing? 
that's another thing like farming yeah we we've toyed with that again but we'll have to see if there's a need for it and we'd have to build a prototype and see how that even works like I can guarantee you there'll be a lot of people who will be wanting it. Yeah, it's a big thing for... Well, it's a question that I forgot to write down, actually. What's the focus of the game going to be at its core? More PvE or more PvP? I think we need to strike a balance. A very good balance. Yep. You want people to loot and to build houses and do all the customization, but at the same time, you want people to have some some kind of confrontations with other players and you know have some fun while playing it shouldn't all be about building we're not doing the sims mm -hmm. but there has to be a really good balance and i think we'll strike that balance as we go along and see how people play if there's a disbalance in one place then we'll kind of tweak it and eventually we'll reach some kind of middle ground where pretty much everybody's satisfied are the sewers going to be connected between cities? Maybe a large sewer system across the map? Some of them are. Some of them are not. Some of yep. them will lead out of cities into maybe a port or into the ocean. Okay. Um, will people be able to host it on their uh, local servers? Not the answer to that question. We haven't gotten that far. Yep. That's something that will let people know when the game is released. Um, are we going to be getting more information about the lore of the outbreak and Dr. Evan? You know, some official videos uh, uh, done to explain to people who aren't aware of the lore behind Taviana? Absolutely. We need to do a wiki, what do you call it, a wiki wiki website? Yep. She's never used wikis in so long, I forget what they're called. <laughs> well, yeah, we're going <laughs> to have a wiki, and the lore is going to be there. There's going to be a description of all the characters, all the weapons, all the vehicles, some history of the map. People really like that in Origins Mod. We had a wiki and people spent quite a lot of time reading it and Yep. Will there be yeah, a quite interesting. Will there be a faction system within the core of the game? Uh there will, but I'm not sure exactly how that will turn out of again, mm. that's something that we have to look into. Yep. We're at the moment we're just focusing on the basics of the game. We're not really looking that far into it. I'll expand on the next question they've got. Um, is the crossbow and bows planned on being in the game? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Not in the early access, but as we go forward, maybe. Yep. Again, we have to do a prototype and see how that works because in armor, the crossbow was basically, it, it was like a pistol. There was no crossbow. It just looked like a crossbow, but you shot a bullet at somebody. Yeah. So we'd like to have an actual arrow that flies through the air and hits people. Or animals. Now, Johnny has a list of questions as well. Uh, is Taviana the Origins multiplayer only, or will it have a single-player mode too? It's going to be multiplayer only, probably. We've we've never thought of making it single-player. I just don't see the need in it. Neither does the team. But if a lot of people want it to be single-player, I guess that's some, we could do like a single-player mod. I, I would highly recommend that, because there are some people who... Just, um, you know, it's probably one, you, you can play Daisy standalone single player, but you've got to watch videos on how to create a server on your own PC and all the rest of it. One big plus that I give to Scum is that from the launch of the uh, game, the launch menu, right there is play single player. 
where you can just open up the world uh, because I, I, me myself, I'm the sort of person who sometimes I feel like interacting with others, and other times I, you know, I'm a looter at, I'm a loot whore at heart. I just love running around and finding stuff and surviving against the game itself. Um, and to be able to do that would be an, an amazing option. I think you'd find a lot of people would enjoy that if there was just at the launch menu, um, play multiplayer or play single player on your own computer, where your computer hosts the map and all the rest of it. Just easily done from the menu. I think that would be a big win for uh, for your game, as opposed to like Daisy Standalone, where it's a lot more difficult to play single player. Definitely right in that regard, and I'll bring that up to the team and see what they think of it. But we have to keep in mind that if you if you introduce a single player mode in the game, you basically take away the entire interacting with other people aspect. Yeah. And oh yeah, definitely. It would possibly be nice to have bots as other survivors or something like that, but then if you do that, well, you might as well have a multiplayer game. I don't know. I saw that uh, bear in one of the videos, and there's there's definitely going to be some PVE elements that you need to be scared of. <laughs> definitely. I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see on that one. Yep. And then we have to see if it's actually worth the effort because when you a single player game is very different to a multiplayer game. And with our limited team, we only have six people or five people in a panda. Yeah. We, we have to focus our resources really carefully on, or the better way to say that is we, we should be very careful about the horses that we pick to ride into the future. Because if we pick, if we focus on too many things, then mm -hmm. neither of them will be very good, if that makes any sense. No, it does. It completely does. We'd rather pick multiplayer, which is going to, be the bulk of our players and make that really good as opposed to working on single player too. Yep. Um, he also asked, is it basically going to be a fully realized version of Origins mod? Well, you pretty much yeah. answered that, yes. Not initially at early access, but you will be heading there. Mm-hmm. Um, will the world lore still be similar? The mysterious skeletons, King Solibor's grave, the aliens in the forest, etc.? Absolutely. That'll make a lot of people happy, I think. Uh, will the rusty old Origins Trader Island still be a thing? The oil rigs as well? Yep, they will. They will. I think we'll improve the Trader Island and trading system a little bit, but it'll still be a thing. Um, how much bigger will the map be than the final Armour 2 version of the map? Not much. We've expanded the little island that's going to be present in the early access version, and the main reason we've done that is because on its own, it, or in the original form, it was kind of small. There was a lot of mountains, and there wasn't much space for base building. So we expanded it with some villages that add a lot of fields for base building. Yeah. But uh, as for the whole island, it's not going to be much bigger. I think it's big enough as it is, and if it gets any bigger, then you'll have a hard time bumping into anyone. With the base building, is it going to be a bit of a mix where you can lock down existing structures or build a uh, standalone uh, base? I guess we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> yeah, mysterious. Um, he wants to know, why was Taviana Zoo like it was in the mod? Did you run out of time to finish it? Will it be as you intended an actual zoo in Taviana the Origins? I wouldn't say we ran out of time to finish it. We just... The, the technology to implement what we wanted it just wasn't available available in armor too yep so with unreal engine i think we'll definitely finish it the way we wanted to the way we wanted it to 
because I did see your April Fool's video uh, where you had lions and um, alligators and elephants and zebra and stuff like that. And um, they've just released the Yesica map on Daisy Standalone and there's a zoo in that. And one of the things I wish is that there was uh, some wild animals roaming around the zoo and in the city around it and that. So, you know, it's, I know it was an April Fool's thing, but don't be afraid to put a few of those in there. I think it'll be, you know, just add an extra level of threat uh, something worthwhile going in there, some sort of unique loot to the zoo area, but um, a hell of a lot more risk with some wild animals in there that can seriously mess you up. Well, there's a little bit of truth to every joke, I think. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. Um, will the infected be runners or shamblers or a mixture of the two? It's going to be a mixture of the two. Good. Um, seeing as this is Unreal 4 and not the RV engine, will, uh, will Taviana the Origins have genuine underground areas? It won't because it already has. How many total hours did you have you spent recreating the new map so far, do you reckon? Oh, I don't know. We haven't kept track, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And some things we created, then we recreated them, then we found a better way of doing it, then we recreated it again. So, I don't know. Yeah. Um, is there anything super cool you can tell us about the game that you haven't mentioned in the YouTube videos yet? If I did, there would be nothing to make YouTube videos about. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what were you doing before you are uh, are you doing this full time now this is your actual job yep what were you doing before this uh, before this I lived in, in England and I was attending university where I kind of I didn't drop out but I didn't completely finish all the courses it was divided into foundation degree bachelor's and a master's I kind of done the foundation degree and then I decided that wasn't yep. for me and I decided to pursue game development and at the same time, I was working in a supermarket called Asdam. Yes. Which is like the British version of Walmart. I'm not sure if you have that in Australia. No, we don't. No. But yeah, that's where I worked at. And this is a question we've had in um, chat as well. Um, but will you support modding? We don't have any plans to support modding right now. That's something that, again, it's, it's one of the, it's like I said with the horses, modding. It's cool to have, but it, it requires a lot of resources to implement. And mm -hmm. I'm not sure if there's going to be enough interest to work doing that. If, if there is, and if we have enough resources, I don't see why not. So it's a bit of a, um, if there's enough um, interest and support in the game when it's released, uh, then it's definitely something, you know, we've increased uh, members of the team you'll be able to look at, but that's going to be incumbent on that. It's, it's not only a technological aspect, there's a legal aspect to it too, because when people release mods for your for your game, they're probably going to do that through a Steam Workshop. I have no idea how that works legally. They're probably going to have to sub-license their... Or they're going to have to license the mods to us, and then we'll have to sub-license them to Steam. Something, I haven't looked into it. I'm not sure how that would work. Okay. So there's that burden to it too. Uh, will players be able to create their own servers or will it be like Origins was for the first couple of years, official servers only? In the beginning, we'll have official servers, but they'll definitely be able to create their own servers. 
Mm-hmm. As far as as far as if they're going to be able to host them themselves on their own computers, I don't know at the moment. Now he asks here, will there be lots of Easter eggs to find? I think I can answer that for you because you've already been planting Easter eggs in. The first one no one picked up on, but um, I've seen some of the artwork where you've got the faces of the team um, on the posters. and Yeah, yeah, we had Alex on the poster. Very mm-hmm. handsome man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you have any other plans for other games with Mayak Studios in the future? Absolutely. Now, with Mayak Studios, is that um, um, someone who signed you up to make the game under them? No, we just created the studio ourselves. Yep. It took us quite a considerable amount of time to find a, find a name for the studio because finding something like a name seems easy, but when oh, you yeah. answer it, you're like, that name's taken, that name's taken, all, all the names are taken. Yeah, totally uh, understand that. I was trying to name a uh, defense gaming group and I spent nearly a week on it uh, just trying to think of the a name to capture it. And yeah, it's just an absolute nightmare. You want a nice catchy name that, that rolls off the tongue. You don't yes. want a name like all these car manufacturers I've been doing recently, like it's just all kinds of mm-hmm. random letters from the alphabet. So is there any um, uh, significance to the name Mayak Studios? Uh, Mayak is a atomic research complex in Russia in the city of Chelyabinsk, and we thought that would be quite fitting since, since we are in the horror genre. Mm-hmm. And we're also massive fans of, of the Stalker series of games. One of our team members actually worked on the game, on the original Stalker game, so we thought that would be quite fitting. We, we loved it, and that's what we decided to go with. Gunplay is a big thing for a lot of people. What are your plans with that? What do you mean specifically? What, what are our plans with that? Um, is, it, is, is there going to be a lot of time and effort put into the gunplay? Because um, it could be something that really makes or breaks a game. You know, Hack Fishing says here, desync as well as horrible gun mechanics make or break a game. Um, are you going to be going all in like an escape from Tarkov or keeping it as simple as possible? DSIC and gunplay are two different things. Gunplay is really about having good animations. You don't mm-hmm. want clunky animations. Yes. And then the rest is just pressing the trigger and having good sounds and maybe some good muzzle effects. And I think if we nail that, then we'll have good gunplay. Pull As drop DSIC, off and uh, things like that. Yeah, yeah, we have bullet drop off already. Mm-hmm. But we don't, we don't want to go too hardcore with it because yeah, we tried certain things in Origins model which went a little bit too hardcore. People didn't really like that, so we're gonna try and keep it a bit more arcade, ar- arcade like, just nice and simple. You know, people want to come home from work, sit down, and just have a good time playing. They don't want to load like one bullet into their magazine and clean the muzzle and things like that. Yep. What's the plan for the loot economy? Is it going to be more like Daisy Mod, was where loot was plentiful and guns were very easy to come by uh, because of the server constantly recycling loot, or is it going to be more like Daisy Standalone, where loot is pretty scarce and mid-tier or mid and high-tier uh, guns extremely hard to come by? I'm going to say that loot's going to be scarce. Good loot is going to be quite scarce because yep. the the main problem we had in Origins Mod is you just went into any town and you just found anything you needed you found really 
really high value loot. You found all the food, all the bandages, everything you needed in one town. So we want to kind of spread that out so people have to make their way to bigger cities and other towns to gather the loot. Is there going to be... Um, uh, one of the things I liked about um, uh, some of the older patches of Daisy Standalone was you know, there was um, loot that was more easily be able to found in certain locations. You know, um, it's, it's a criticism I've had of the game where they need to give you a reason to, to keep moving around the map. That if you want to find X uh, type of rifle, there's a higher chance of finding it up in this section of the map. If you need to find medical supplies, then the best place is this city, which has got the biggest hospital. And um, Yep, that's exactly what I was talking about. Since you have this brilliant. big map, it would be a pity to just find everything you need in a village and never explore the rest of the map. Yep. It also makes it great for, uh, you know, um, for those servers that do um, pop up with um, certain types of uh, factions and so on. Um, more reason for interaction, be it raiding each other or or trading with each other, as they're going to have more more of the, a certain type of loot, and you might have more of a different type of loot. Yeah. With um, base building, well, how in depth is that going to be? Is there going to be different tiers of bases, or keeping it as simple as possible? It's going to be largely based on the base building we had in Origins mod, with some improvements. Mm -hmm. uh, don't really want to go into that because that is a core game feature and yep. i don't want to give too much away but it's it's not going to be difficult it, it, we're trying to make everything as simple as possible so people could come home enjoy the game and not have to not have to mess around with too many things is it going to be a permadeath system like daisy Mm, what do you mean by permadeath? When you die, that's it. You lose everything. You spawn randomly somewhere. Um, and if you're lucky, you can try to run back to your body. And Yeah. Yep. Your body's going to turn into a grave where all your loot is. And if you make it back in time, you'll get it back. If not, well, then somebody else will. Mm-hmm. Base building, uh, we kind of touched on. Is there going to be a lot in the way of uh, making furniture and being able to customize your base, make it feel more like a home? as opposed to just some walls and maybe a tent? Give that away for now. <laughs> but it's, it's going to be great, trust me on that. I'm excited because, yeah, um, I've kind of given up on the base building aspect of DayZ. It's just boring. Um, uh, whereas, you know, uh, maybe look at Scum for some inspiration. They've got some fantastic ideas. I've been really enjoying uh, base building on that. So another game with that sort of aspect to it. I like that idea. I really, really do. The last time I played Daisy was in a really, really raw state. It was like pretty much after it was released. Yeah. I haven't played the later versions of it. I've never played Scum. I'm not a big fan of playing other people's games and seeing their ideas because we want to have our own ideas. I think that's what mm. made us so unique, the fact that we never really try to be like anyone else. So... I think <clears throat> When you go down that path of seeing other people's ideas, then then it becomes that all the survival games are the same, and then people think, "Oh, the market's just oversaturated." Is there anything else that you want to uh, let us know about? Hmm. Well, I'd like to let you know about my Patreon. Yes. Which How can we Patreon support the project? Patreon.com slash Origins. There's all kinds of goodies. You can get an early act, a beta key 
beta testing key, you can get access to screenshots and videos and behind the scenes footage. You can even get a t-shirt and a postcard, so definitely check it out. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on social media. And there's your website, tavianoftheorigins.com. Um, We're going to have to update that too with the latest graphics because some of these models on the website are kind of old. There we go. There's the uh, Patreon page. Lots of information on there. Are you updating regularly um, for your uh, patrons? Yep, every two weeks. Every two weeks. We've started a new video segment called Dev Shorts where we're going to try to make videos every week or maybe multiple times a week. Just really short, couple of minute videos that don't require much effort to keep people updated even more frequently. I'll share these links. I think it's going to work out better because most people don't have the time to watch 10 minute videos but if you do like two minute videos then i think people will find that much better than than the long videos we'll do long videos too but there needs to be a balance i think it's yes. all a balance a nice mix a nice mix um you know, mm -hmm. even some of the content creators i follow um who are you know more well known for long form videos they're all experimenting with short stuff you know less than a minute even um because it's you know, the attention spans these days are probably the shortest they've ever been and people just enjoy being able to snap on and see something and um, yeah, it's a great way to pique someone's interest and oh yeah, this looks pretty cool. Oh, they've got a longer video. Yeah, I'll watch that. Um, nice little way to dip your toes in the water before you jump in. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Anything else you would like to let us know about? You know, I don't want to talk about things too prematurely because it might not end up materializing in the game and I don't want to let people down. Mm -hmm. So what we prefer to do is when we're finished with one feature, we'll do a video about it and don't want to overpromise too much. I'm excited for it. Um, it's got a completely different look and feel. Um, yeah, from all the uh, videos I've watched, um, I do encourage you folks, if you um, um, have some time and you want to know more about it, um, go to the YouTube page. Um, I'll bring that up. Martin's uh, put quite a few videos up um, with um, some tours of uh, what was the name of the village again? Vildich. Vildich. Um, and you'll get quite a good history lesson, uh, history lesson on some of the uh, um, Eastern Bloc cars as well from the period. Yeah, Churchill had at least the same in the UK. I actually found that very, very interesting, uh, the history of the vehicles and um, what happened after World War II with some of the factories that were making BMWs and how they were converted and so on. Martin, I wish you and the team the best of luck with this, mate. Um, don't let the haters get to you, mate. I know yeah, it, it is. I'm not going to say um, it's not disappointing that we won't see Taviana on Daisy Standalone. Um, but um, like I said in a discussion with someone on that Reddit post, 
um, it's your game. You know, you guys made this, um, and it's a risk. You know, it's a it's a big big risk. When I interviewed Thomas Love, he talked about how financially uh, risky it was with him with Scum. Um, there are a lot of money goes into making a game, and that's the risk that you and the team have chosen to take. Um, and you know, we, we mentioned the Patreon, but if you are interested in this and you've got a few dollars here or, um, or there spare, consider supporting the project, whether it be just of a one-off donation or whether it be signing up to become a full Patreon. Um, I don't agree that this genre is played out. I think there's plenty of room and to see another spin on this exciting genre that we all love, um, I think is a, is a win for everyone, Martin. So, you know, you're right when you talk about risk. A lot of people don't see that way. But what you have to keep in mind is when you're working on a project, you're not only pouring your own money into it, but you're pouring your own time into it. And if you think about it, you spend like three, four years developing this game. Whereas if you didn't in that time, you could have probably been having a career somewhere else, making a lot of money. And you didn't because you were focusing on this, which is all right. I mean, if, if, you, if, if you're afraid of failure, then you're not going to get very far. Yep. But I think that's a perspective that people should know about too. Um, one last thing. Anyone in chat got any final questions? Um, if not, we will look at wrapping up. But I, I wish you all the best, mate. I'm, I'm very excited. Um, you know, just like I mentioned at the beginning, uh, a new map, new assets. Um, I love Daisy and I'll always continue playing Daisy. But I do get bored with seeing the same old assets used again. Um, and. You know, just a whole new world to explore and such a large world as well. You know, on full release, that's a massive map. That's three times, almost three times the size of Chernerus. Um, I think will convert you to Tavinad Origins from DayZ. Sorry, what was that? I think will convert you to become, to become a fan of our game. <laughs> I'm a fan of the, the whole genre. Um, yeah, I've been... Um, for almost seven, eight years now, just you know, pretty much a Daisy fanboy. Uh, but I'm starting to expand my wings and realizing that there's so many other great and exciting uh, survival games out there. And I thought I better check in on Taviana: The Origins again and see how it's going. Um, and I'm glad I did because what I'm seeing excites me. Um, a different take, a different spin, a different world, a different lore. Uh, all of that. I'm very, very interested in, mate. And as um, soon as payday comes around, um, I'll be signing up as a patron to the project as well. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. No, I definitely will. And I encourage anyone else to do that as well out there, either those watching now or those watching um, the video or listening to it on um, uh, Sp uh, Spotify as well. Um, pa Panda asks in chat, is it the same building system with plans on Sector B as it used to be? Yes, it is. As I mentioned, it's going to be based on what we had in Origins mod. It's just going to be better. I can't tell you how, but trust me. <laughs> okay. see, maybe we'll do a video about it just before we release the game. That would be amazing. It. That would be amazing. And if you've got any major updates coming, please feel free to reach out. Uh, would love to talk about them with you again. Um, yeah, when you're getting close to early access and uh, things like that, just so we can help shine the spotlight on this um, amazing project as well. Um, guys, I, you know, you, sorry? When we're ready to do the early access, I'll definitely hit you up again. and Definitely. 
And and I you know I understand some people are upset, but try to move past it. You know this is um, an exciting project, and I, I wish you the best of luck, you and the rest of the team, mate. The hearings don't really get to me personally. They did to a couple of people in our team, but I think they've learned to live with it. Yeah, you know when we moved to Canada, we we landed at Pearson Airport. We had like two hundred dollars in our pocket, and we basically took a taxi to to the cheapest motel, which was in a city called St. Catharines, right beside Niagara Falls. They didn't have a free room, and they kind of felt sorry for us. So they, so for the first night, they, they kind of... Well, for the first night, we were, we were homeless, and they felt sorry for us because we were sitting out in the parking lot just, you know, eating, like, what they called muffins and things like that for yep. the shop called Coffee Time. And they felt sorry for us, so they, they gave us, like, a five-star suite in that hotel for the first night. That's nice. And, yeah, the Canadians are really nice people, but what I'm trying to say is that my entire life, people have always kind of disbelieved in me. They said, well, where are you going to be? Look at you, you're an immigrant, you're, you're this, you're that. So I'm kind of used to that. I mean, the haters don't really affect me at all. I don't think they affect the team. And it's a market economy, you know. If if we do a good job, people are going to buy it. If, if if we do a bad job, they're not, and it'll just work, work itself out. Best of luck, so mate. We- Best of luck. Uh, yeah, uh, I can't wish you um the best for this more than i am yeah it's i i I don't understand the hate i don't understand the hate um i prefer to concentrate on things that bring me joy in my life um there's people from all types of walks of life some people might not be happy in their personal life something might be going on yeah in other areas of their life and that kind of just manifests itself into into the comments yep they'll grow out of it I think, and just try try not to worry about that. Yeah, that's yep. what we do. Yep, nothing wrong yeah, with a bit of constructive uh, criticism. Even the big boys get hate, so yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I mentioned it a bit, but you know the likes of Brian Hicks and Eugene from the Daisy Dev teams and. Um, I swear to God, they must have PTSD from some of the stuff that happened to them in the in the making of their game. And yeah, you know, I don't understand how people can get quite yeah, so I, upset. But I mentioned that I watched his interviews. I mean, your interviews with him before we went on air, and it was kind of upsetting to hear that he had all these health problems because of all the haters and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. A lot of people forget that. A lot of people forget that. You know. Um, I didn't realize that they went through that when they were developing the standalone, and that was kind of upsetting to hear. Mm. Very. But what can you do, you know? Can't let that affect you. Yep. And the bigger your company gets, the worse it's going to get, so... Any plans to um, show at any expos coming up? No, not really. I think expos are pretty much dead. It's all online now. Yep. I think expos are a good way to look for venture capital. So you, you could have like a prototype and, and have various people in, in the gaming industry come test it out and perhaps invest into your company. But as far as marketing your product goes, I think that's pretty much dead. I think a better way to do it is Twitch and YouTube and all these internet platforms. I'll just share your Twitter as well because you are very active uh, there as well. Um, so if you do have Twitter, folks, um, all the links for their social media, their Patreon, um, all that sort of stuff is going to be in the uh, description of the video um, and the podcast on Spotify. So please hit them up, give them a follow, um, stay up to date with what's happening with the project. 
Uh, it's still very, very early days. It's not even early access yet. Um, any idea of how long before you'll get to early access or not really prepared to commit to that? I don't know, you know. We've got animations left to do, a bit of programming, but we live in kind of unprecedented times with, with the pandemic, so I, I don't know how this is going to play out. We might yep. have like a fourth wave or anything could happen. There's no telling. So I don't want to overpromise. If but I, I kind of imagine that you want to do it as soon as possible because you know, uh, revenue, um, yeah, a bit of money coming in would be fantastic. Absolutely, absolutely. We'd like to get it done as soon as possible, but at the same time, we don't want to rush it too much because first impressions are last forever, as they say. Yeah. And if we do a bad job with the early access, then that's kind of going to... The ghost of that is kind of going to follow us forever. So... I'm not saying it has to be perfect, but we definitely want to smooth out any hard edges before we do the early access. But hopefully we get it done as soon as possible. Yeah. You know, we also, it's not like we're trying to slow things down on purpose. We also want to get it done as soon as possible, but some things just require time. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't realize how much work goes into making products. Yeah, they don't, even myself. And uh, I'm starting to learn more. Um, but um, there's a, there's a lot, especially with such a small team, mate. Six people. Um, that's a yeah. lot of work for. Uh, when we got started, we thought progress would go much quicker than it has. And you know, life happens in between. People get sick. Yep. Are you recruiting? Uh, if anyone out there has any skills they feel might be useful, um, how would they look about getting in contact with you? PM me in Discord. PM me. PM Alex or any of the other devs. And I'll have a link to the Discord in the description of the video and the podcast as well, folks. Martin, all the best, mate. Keep it up. Um, don't let the haters get you down, you know, and the, the spoon blocking the haters and all the rest of it. Um, and very, very excited to see where this goes, mate. Thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure speaking to you. Pleasure speaking to you too, sir. All the best, and, uh, yeah, keep us updated. Sure will. Okay, mate, all the best. All right, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.